Hi, everybody, and welcome to season two of 40-ish. I, I, John, I'm going to have to stop that. I can't do it anymore. Nope, it, just suck it up. Suck, I, it's, you're doing suck well. Suck it up, Buttercup. Yep, I'm going to say you're doing, you're doing pretty good. So I feel like it's a badly overdubbed 70s kung fu movie, and I'm sure there are better people than me to You've do that. You've used really, really bad cl- uh, laugh tracks already. So, I mean, don't don't start comparing yourself to it now. Thank you. Case Thank you very Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, happy to welcome in yet again, uh, Mr. John Moody. Hello. And Mr. Lance Abair. Hello. Hello. Guys, uh, we are continuing to talk to and invite in some pretty amazing people. Uh, I'm going to call this one a get. Uh, I'm, I'm super stoked about our guest tonight, today, or whatever time of day you happen to be listening to this podcast. Um, he is the, a, a member of a pretty significant Lansing family, um, where if you grew up in Lansing in the Lansing area, the, uh, locations and businesses that their company, their family owns and runs, uh, pretty significant. And then, uh, well, he kind of carried on that tradition somewhere else. And we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. So before we get started, let's go ahead and welcome in Ken Slocum. Ken, welcome to 40 ish. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you taking the time. So uh, before I get into my litany of curiosity questions, why don't you let us know exactly who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my name's Ken Slocum, uh, born and raised, uh, moved to Kalamazoo. Uh, wow. It's been 10 years now <clears throat> that we've lived here. Uh, moved down here with my then girlfriend, now wife and mother of my children. Uh, went to Western uh, graduated or I didn't Go graduate Broncos. first. I was going to school to be a teacher. Uh, ah, and right. then I got smart and, and stopped that. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> uh, no. So I was going to school to be a teacher. I remember the day sitting in my uh, class at Western, uh, Michigan tell, you know, telling me all the hoops I'm going to have to jump through for administrators and parents and whatnot. And I said, you know what, if I'm jumping through hoops, it's for me. And, uh, I walked out of that class and down to the, uh, the advising office. And I said, what gets me out of here the quickest? And they said, general studies. And I said, I'll take it. And, uh, so switch, you know, quote unquote, switch majors, um, and, uh, opened up the store in September of 2010, Jersey giant subs, uh, in Kalamazoo or Portage, I guess. And, uh, um, opened that up. Uh, what did I say? September, 2010 graduated April of 11. And, uh, here I am. So so you were running a brand new to the area business yes. while trying to finish up at Western. Yeah, that was uh, a hellacious period of time. But yes, no, it was fun. I basically, I, I took, the good thing about general studies is you can take online tap dancing um, for credits. <laughs> and uh, and so I took all my courses online. And so I would, you know, I lived at the shop. Uh, you know, I worked nine to nine, seven days a week for about two years straight. Wow. And, um, yeah, my wife loved it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, so yeah, I just sit and then, you know, we'd at that, that time in the business, especially the first six, eight months there in the winter, we would, you know, I'd make, I'd make a handful of sandwiches at lunch and then sit in the back room at my desk on my computer working from two to nine when we close, you know, make another four sandwiches over the next seven hours. Um, hmm. and then, uh, you know, and then go home. So, so for those people who are not 
from the area, can you, before I ask all my other questions, can you explain exactly? So a sub shop is not just a sub shop. Jersey Giant is different. Can you let us know what a what a Jersey Giant sub is? Magic. Sure. So I, it's delicious. Yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's kind of magical. It's damn good. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was, uh, it's a, I, I like to say it's a throwback to a simpler time. Um, you know, we do it like you get on the boards in New Jersey, the boardwalk in New Jersey, or at least how you used to. Um, everything's fresh sliced to order. Uh, mostly, mostly Italian meats. We got roast beef and turkey, but you know, ham, capicola, salami, pepperoni, prostini. Uh, I tell our customers we have two types of cheese: provolone cheese and no cheese. Um, <laughs> Amen. Right, exactly. There's only one kind of cheese. I tell them I'll do Swiss, but I'll bite the holes in it for them. Um, <laughs> nice. So, so yeah. So we do we do all that, you know, and then you know, fresh you know, fresh sliced produce. Um, you know, we get as much as of our stuff from Michigan as we can. So our roast beef and turkeys from Michigan. Uh, a lot of our produce is from Michigan when it's in season. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, all of our bread is handmade in Lansing every day and get it delivered to the stores daily every morning. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. But, you know, like I said, slice everything right in front of you. Um, yep. uh, yeah, it's, it, they're 16 inches. Um, so I guess that, I guess they're a pretty good size. Um, yeah. I used to think that until my 14 year old son can put them down. Like it's nothing. Yeah, it's right? right. See, I grew up with it. So I thought everybody made 16 inch sandwiches until I moved right. to uh, Kalamazoo. That was the first time I ever right. had subway was when I moved to Kalamazoo at, at 20 or at 19. So. Were you looking, it was probably blasphemous, wasn't it? Just kind of looking at the subway sub being like, what is this? Well, it's actually funny. I got my first job in Kalamazoo was at Subway. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and Dad used to give me a hard time, but there was nowhere else. You know, there's no other sub shops in town, and I knew how to make sandwiches. That's about all I know how to do. And, uh, yeah, so I just got a job at Subway uh, right off the bat, and uh, I worked there for about a year and a half or so. But anyways. I would say there's only in my mind there's only other one other, well two iconic ish sub shops in the area. One is that Wally's. Mm-hmm. Big following. Over, um, I've been there like once. It's been years. And then what was the place over on campus? Moody used to be over in the in the laundromat. The galley. Um, yes. The galley. Yeah. yeah. Everyone says we're the closest thing to the galley, which I take as a, a huge compliment. Yeah, because one, you had to know how to get there, and then you had to know how to order. It was con- it was convoluted. It was good, yeah. but it was convoluted to me. So yeah. did you guys ever have to get your bread out of Detroit, or was it always made in Lansing? Um, it was. It's always been made in Lansing, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Cool. Moody, I totally cut you off. What were you saying, man? Oh, I'm used to that by now. <laughs> I was like, I was just saying, you just didn't know the handshake. So, Ken, anyway, what did you <laughs> – okay. Okay. It wasn't timed as well as I wanted it to be, but you know, yeah, I didn't know the handshake. I couldn't order a meat between bread, right. which is terrible for me. Um, so Ken opened the first Jersey Giant subs in Kalamazoo in what I consider to be the black hole <laughs> of Portage. It's a tricky, uh, it's tricky in and out, right there. Yeah. So at the he opened it in what is ultimately a strip mall, right? Oh. Uh, in the end slot next to a place that we spend way too much money uh pet supplies plus across the way there um the previous business at least the previous two to my knowledge uh lasted all of a year 
maybe, yep. maybe a year. And uh, I came in to this Jersey Giant subs. I'm like, oh, my God, is this the actual Jersey Giant being a Lansing guy? And Ken was working, had the uh, black and gold Waverly W sticker sitting in the window, like the ones that you guys came yep. out with Lance yep. during the lacrosse years early yeah. on, that, yep. that real wide W. And I got talking with, with Ken because uh, I think he was the only employee. Maybe there was someone else there with him. But no, I, at the time, he was brand spanking new, and we're talking about it. And I'm like, man, I'm so thrilled you're here. I wish you the best of luck. I'm scared you're going to be gone in about six months. <laughs> nice. And it was dead honest. And and I was like, you know, and it was that fall. It was the two, fall of 2010 when he opened it. Yep. Uh, and here we are eight exactly ish eight ish years later. And how many locations do you have in the Kalamazoo area? Uh, f- four, three in Portage, one in Kalamazoo and one in and how many total stores do you have in Michigan? That's, Wait, where unreal to me. That's where I work. Uh, eight, 18 total. Uh, I, so we, we're all okay. owned independently. So I, I have five. Um, my dad has three, my nice. uncle has six and my cousin has four. Wow. Yeah. All right. So no one outside of the family owns one. Uh, well, so I um, the one store uh, down on Portage Street um, between Washington and Stockbridge and the Edison neighborhood. I'm <laughs> partners with a nonprofit called Urban Alliance down there. OK. Uh, yeah. And so all of that store's profits go awesome. back into the community. That's kind of the idea of that store down there. And we partner with them in their job training program. Um uh, so we partner with them in their job training program. And, and so the people that go through that program do some work at the shop during it, you know, um, to learn some, you know, uh, some of the soft skills, customer service and whatnot. Um, yeah. So we kind of work hand in hand down there. So they have some ownership in that. Uh, but otherwise, yes, all the rest are family owned. So that's cool. Now, now where is this one in Battle Creek? Cause that's where I work every day <laughs> and sure. Where do, you, where do you work at Battle Creek? I work or at. If you, I don't know if I can say that on you know on the air, but go ahead. No, yeah, I work at uh, I work at GHS Strings, which is basically uh, Helmer in Columbia area. I am literally. You could hit my store with a baseball from Helmer in Columbia. I'm right next to Lakeview <laughs> Middle School. Oh, rad! Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Do you know where? Uh, do, uh, looks know where like you're one point four miles away, John. You're one and a half miles away. You could walk nice. there and back. Yeah, I could do that. Not like in the next couple of months, but yes. no, 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 no. That would be that'd be a little dicey. Yeah, a little dicey. Yeah. What's the, what's the nearest one to Raleigh, North yeah. Carolina? Yeah. Frandor, Fran- Lance. Frandor. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that or Downriver, Detroit, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, uh, the business started by your your dad back in the in the early 80s was it or late 70s yeah so my dad um and my grandpa uh well i guess my grandpa um so so i guess the 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 story is and this is a true story is as grandpa owned a computer business in new jersey uh back in the late 70s uh that also did it was you know a computer the size of a gymnasium and it punched three holes in a card right Um, and so did data processing, uh, way back then. Well, he came home one day out of the blue and told my grandma that he sold the business and that they were hitting quote unquote, hitting the road. So they loaded everything into their travel trailer in their suburban and they toured the, the U S the continental U S for, uh, a year. Uh, Uh, yeah. And then they were coming out of mammoth caverns, you know, one day 
And, um, and my grandpa looked at my grandma and said, Peg, we're going to East Lansing. And grandpa had gone to East Lansing in the, uh, the late fifties, uh, briefly. Um, and so he was familiar with that area. So they came to East Lansing. They, uh, opened up the first store, um, upstairs in the, the campus mall right on MAC Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, the rest is history. So. Um, so my dad was 18 when they first, uh, got out here, you know, 17, 18, when they hit East Lansing. And then my, my uncle after that is, uh, he's one year behind him. So about 16 at the time. So, you know, my uncle, my, or my dad and my grandpa kind of, and my uncle kind of got it off the ground, I guess. So nice. Yeah. Were you told you were going to do this or something you desired? I mean, obviously you said you came to Western, you were going to be a teacher like, like I was. Um, and then at some point you were just, you were kind of fed up with the whole college scene and and I totally get that. What made you decide to basically carry on a family tradition? Yeah. So when I moved to Kalamazoo in 2008, I was managing my dad's store in Grand, uh, Grand Ledge. Um, and I left that store, like it was like August 18th or something. I remember the day and and I said, I walked out and I said, I am never making another GD sub in my entire life. I'm done. I've been doing this since I was 12. I was 18 at the time. I said, I'm not, I'm not touching a slicer again. And then, um, yeah, so I, so fast forward to when I'm done with, you know, decide I don't want to be a teacher anymore. Uh, I just kind of decided I wanted to be my own boss. And, you know, that may have been, you know, me just immaturely thinking that would be the easier way to go than, you know, finishing <laughs> school or whatnot which right. was not true. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I guess the, that's all I know how to do. You know, I've, I've been making sandwiches my entire life. Um, and the business side interested me. And so, yeah, that's just kind of what I, what I jumped into. I guess it was a little impulsive even, you know, didn't, I guess I didn't give it a whole ton of thought about what I wanted to do. I just knew that's what I knew how to do. And, you know, I just jumped in. So, well, you've only been moderately successful, Ken. So um, yeah, I don't. I mean, you keep at it. Someday you'll make right? it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I believe me, it's a struggle. It's a struggle sometimes. It is not. I can't even imagine. Are you, are you happy they made that decision, though, Ken? Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's. Um, I would not trade it for anything. Um, but at the same, I I like to say I keep Excedrin in business. So nice. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's challenging sometimes. It's challenging, but you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. I guess. Right. So, True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you do it because I couldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't have the patience. Not yeah. Well, I got I got out of teaching because I didn't have the patience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it turns I out I still do quite a bit of teaching. There you go. Well, yeah. That's See, that's right. You're just right? teaching. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm not very good at it. That's my yeah. Talk about room for for improvement. So, um, uh, I'm going to ask a couple more Jersey Giant related questions. Yeah. Pronounce it for me because I can't pronounce it. I'm not even going to say it. You just tell me what it is. How do you say that condiment that you have on your on your menu occasionally? Jardinera. Jardinera. Would you, would you the, the jalapeno that? mix? Oh, yeah. yeah, it sounds fancy. Yeah, it's it, from that's a Chicago thing actually. Oh, right. Put it on so like, like, a, like yeah. Italian beef and jarred. It's like a relish or something. Yeah, it's like chopped uh, jalapenos, carrots, cauliflower, and celery. It's all in oil. Ooh, okay. it's, got a, it's got a good kick to it. It's my, 
it's my it's one of my favorite things to put on there but it does not like me so to speak so gotcha. yeah that's so I, I, I don't need it as much as i wish i could yes i know it's like i turned 30 and yeah everything hurts oh don't worry it gets worse <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm starting the 30-ish podcast so. there you go yeah you can do a whole podcast on sub building because i mean every i mean so here's the thing um you walk into a, a sub shop and you assume you know what you like um and then you venture into you know the, these these exotic meats your capicolas your prostinis and things that you're not used to uh what i'm gonna ask a, a super businessy question what's your best seller what is the number one thing people go after when they come to your stores Oh, the number eight, the Jersey Giant. It's like a classic Italian. I tell people it's so good we named the store after it. So nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, being the parent of a child with a food allergy, sure. uh, I always ask this question. Whenever we go out to dine or we get ready to travel, then one of the top things I do is plan ahead as to what restaurants we might want to try out or what we want to do uh, in terms of eating away from our home. Uh, how have, is this something you've dealt with already or had people ask questions of? I know, uh, this was my first interaction with Ken business before I got there, um, asking about the bread. Cause usually the bread is a concern for someone who has nut allergies and, uh, not enough information was divulged because you're very protective of, of the source of the, of the bakery and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you, have you dealt with people with food allergies and what's your kind of philosophy on that? Yeah. It's first off, it's just, um, it's interesting to me just how many kids nowadays have food allergies. Um, that's, that just blows my mind. Just, you no know, kidding. You, you'd have kids that were alert, you know, not to sound like, Oh, back in my day, but you know, when I was going to school, there was, yeah, you have your kid here and there that have allergies. And now it's, uh, we do a lot for the high school sports teams. seems like there's a couple kids on each team, you know, that have peanut allergies or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, we work around that and, um, you know, our bread doesn't contain any nuts. Um, and, and I tell everybody that, but there, it is made on equipment and in the same facilities that do have products that are made with nuts. Um, and so I just, I, I, that's about all I can say, you know, I, um, (laughs) there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing in it, but it's kind of, I, I kind of put the ball in the parents court, you know, as far as right. If you, if you want to try it, go for it. But I'm telling you right now, it's got, there are, you know, I can't guarantee that the table was completely wiped down, you know, in between the peanuts and us besides, you know what I mean? I can't guarantee it was wiped down with a bleach cloth, you know, in between each one, you know? Yeah. So. Right. I'm always wondering, uh, I've asked the whole group this, where do you guys, I agree. I think there has been a dramatic increase in the number of, uh, food related allergies probably in the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Yeah. Where do you guys think this is coming from? What are we consuming or breathing or whatever it is that's contributing to this. Well, how old are your kids, Jason? Uh, I got a 14 and an 11 and a seven. So back when, so, so I have a two and a three-year-old mm-hmm. when we started introducing them to solid foods, they told, you know, like the, the, they flipped the script on peanut stuff now, Yeah, you know, they right. say, give it to them. Like as soon as you can, you know? 
yep. back, you know, seven, 11, 14 years ago, were they saying to hold off or, or were they saying to, to give it Do to them? Two. Wait till you're two I and want, then see, introduce. Yeah. That's what I'm curious if maybe, you know, that's, they didn't, you know, they didn't get it in their system soon enough. You know, I don't know. Um, but the food, I think food's changed a lot. You know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff in our food that I right. can't pronounce, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, I, man, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a challenging subject. That's for sure. Nope. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, I'd love to talk about uh, entrepreneurship, you know, so everything from you, you opened the business, you, you fought tooth and nail for it for two years. At some point you were like, you know what, I, we're doing okay. I think I can hire somebody to the point now where I can't go into any area location and see you um, yeah. because you've gotten to that point where you're, you're successful enough to, to to have that kind of a business where you can work behind the scenes or choose to work when you want or handle other issues. Um, what is it like in, in today's society to buckle down and, and open a business? And, I mean, not necessarily just a, a food business, a restaurant business, but a business in general. Um, it's not exactly a side hustle. I, I look at, uh, well, I look at like what John does. John is a, is a professional in his realm you know, works for a, a, a string manufacturer, a significant internationally known string manufacturer, um, and is involved in a lot of the aspects of that business, but also does his quote unquote side hustle. Side which, hustle. Right. Yeah, um, side hustle. Yeah, no, it, it occupies every other waking moment of his life. Um, being a, a professional musician and, uh, basically a professional graphic artist, when does it come into play where you can decide that the love of something is enough that you're going to commit your entire life to it? Like you were saying, these 9 a.m., you know, these 20 hour days for two years versus just enough to get it going so you can be successful. What's the line drawn between the love of it and the I got to do this for my family? Yeah, I mean, I uh, so I didn't, you know. I, I, I always tell people I love what I do, but I, I what I really love is business. Um, I so whether it's subs or neckties or coffee mugs or sunglasses or whatever, you know I, I really love just small business and I love um, I love talking to people about their small business. So you know I when I jumped in I you know I guess I was fortunate enough to jump in at. Uh, I, I started about a month before I turned, um, 22. So I was 21 when I opened. Well, I don't, I don't really have any responsibilities at that point. And I have, uh, no real bills to speak of, you know, outside of, you know, st my student loans came due about a year after I opened. Um, mm -hmm. but that's about it. You know, I, I, we were living in a dirt cheap apartment over on the West side of town. I drove, um, uh, man, I can't remember. I drove a, an old cop car you know, that was, nice. that was 2000 bucks. You know, yeah. I was fortunate enough to still be on mom and dad's health insurance at that point, you know, so I, I didn't need anything. And I, um, you know, I worked, you know, I was working those nine to nine, um, seven days a week. And I think I was gross paying myself like $350 a week or something like that. Um, at the time, I mean, I was making peanuts. I could have easily gone and worked full time somewhere else, you know, even for minimum wage and, and, and made more than I was making. 
you know, um, at the shop. So for me, when I jumped in, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't any other real option. You know, I was either going to continue at that time. I was washing dishes at Finley's over on West main. Mm -hmm. So I could either, I could either keep washing dishes at Finley's or I could just jump in with this and, uh, you know, um, yeah. So that's kind of, I'm trying to figure out how I, how I can word this, but you know, I guess to be, to be blunt when I, when I jumped in and I said, well, if this thing all hits the fan, you know, mm -hmm. I'm on the hook you mean for a shit. If shit hits the fan, is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Yeah. It's all yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. If the shit hits the fan, you know, I'm on the hook for a lease for five years, right. but at the same time, you can't get blood from a stone, you know, yep. uh, I don't have, I'm not going to have anything to give you. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. and I'm 21 too. And, and the, it's not like the landlord put a bunch of money into it. They didn't, we paint, we, we walked into a space that, that if you, well, you remember it, Jason walking in, it looked yeah. like a 12 year old's bedroom. I hung every t-shirt I had on the wall and posters yep. and, it, yep. it, but it was old Quiznos floor tile. It was paint on top of wallpaper. I mean, we did this on the super cheap. So, you know, I, I just kind of figured I'd just jump in and even if they, even if I do end up being on the hook for this lease down the road, you know, I'm 26, I'll, you know, if I run the lease out in five years, I'll be 26, you know, and I can go find something else to do. So did that answer the question? I, I, no, it, I mean, you're, I mean, it helps get the, the, the thought process of, yeah. of, uh, of what that would take. Um, I think if there's anybody in the group that would do something like this out of our guys, I think it would be Lance. I mean, back in the day, Lance had a, a very public dream with us to create a, uh, oh, what was it, Lance? Like a Q's and Brews? It was a bar, uh, um, a pool hall yeah, back in the yeah, day? Uh, yeah, a uh, pool hall, barbecue place, and a bar. Oh, I, a cute, oh, I love the cute, uh, the bar, play bar, on bar, 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 Barbecue. Yeah, yep. and the pool cues. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yep. So, that, and and uh, do it. <laughs> No, don't do it. Don't make the same mistake I did. Stay out of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you would just hire somebody like you, and he'd handle the the bar part. <laughs> well, it's like I mean, I, I mean, you know, we talked about it before, but I mean, my dream is to own at this point own a brewery and to you know, I, I I've never brewed my own beer, but you know, I I think I've got a pretty good business acumen that I you know was like let me run the business, like, you know hire somebody to do the, you know, do the, uh, you know, uh, the actual brewing part and I'll run the business. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on, on stuff. And, you know, I, I've got other, you know, other ideas, I guess, but I always say like, I am, I, I look at these businesses out there, um, you know, that just have this really like cool hip feel to them, you know? Um, and I just do not have, I I've got the business acumen that I say, I, I think that I could, I could run a business that's put in front of me. You know, if you say, Hey, here's the concept, uh, you know, you need, make but you need to figure out how to make it work. I could do that. Mm -hmm. I do not have the creative juices to create a logo, <clears throat> excuse me, dream up, you know, an idea or a menu or cook or anything like that. You know, that is not my, my strong suit. I'd be in the same, same boat as you with the, uh, someone else would have to do the creative side of it, but yeah. I'll keep the wheels on the bus. So, right. Yeah. Well, that makes me wonder. So you started a business in the area that was an established business, um, established connections. You had the suppliers, uh, logo was already made, all that kind of stuff is set up. You basically, if it's, and this is going to sound grossly overstated, but you plug and played a, a, a successful business in a different market. That being said, how much 
being the owner, independent owner of these locations, how, how much can you tweak? Can you do what you want with the menu? Can you change pricing? Can you add or subtract items? I mean, how much control do you have? Because you, you talk about having other ideas, but based on your, your, your primary function, how much can you tweak? How much can you be creative? Yeah. So I, I guess at the end of the day, I could do, I could do whatever I'd like to do. Um, we're not, there's no big corporate office. There's no franchise or to, to have to report to or anything. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we both, we all kind of run it by each other. So, uh, you know, if, Mm -hmm. if I want to do something, I run it by dad and my uncle, my cousin, you know, vice versa. Um, you're like, dad, I'm thinking of adding Swiss cheese. He's like, get out of my house. Yeah. Right. That was pretty much how, how that went. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, we, so before I opened, we didn't have pickles on the line. Um, we didn't have pickles when I opened, I had pickle spears in the fridge because my wife's a pickle nut and, uh, and so she wanted pickles and I said, well, I'll get these individually wrapped spears, but I'm not putting them next to the banana peppers. And, uh, you know, and well, obviously that's changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won that one, but, uh, but yeah, no. So, I mean, I brought, I brought that in. Um, you know, I, I always try to, to better, you know, how do we get more, how do we be more efficient? You know, um, that's what I'm always, I'm always looking to do, whether that's, different POS systems or different processes or, or coming up with training manuals and that kind of stuff. You know, how do we, how do we keep getting better? You know, menu redesign, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Let me, Mm -hmm. let me ask you, Ken, is it, uh, as far as from a standard and quality standpoint, do, does each owner have, have a say on that? Or is there like a overarching standard that each, um, I mean, obviously you've got branding that you have to kind of think about too, but is there, is there an overarching standard that every location kind of has to abide by or, you know, is, is measured on? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, we, right, right. So we, I mean, um, obviously we all use the same bakery. Uh, and then as far as, you know, we, we each, we get the same product. Some of a same of some of us, get them from different vendors, but yeah, no, we all, we all stick to the same quality. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go, um, if you go into one in Detroit you're, you're going to get the pretty much the same sandwich as you as you would in, you know, Kalamazoo. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. You should. Yeah. That's the, that's the idea. Okay. So, um, yeah. See, now I'm biased. I think in my life I have been to three locations the majority of my money went to Frandor. Mm, yeah. And then the one on West Saginaw for a while yep. there. Uh, See, but then I've probably. I've to, is that one in Saginaw? Right there in front of like right. where we used to work. Right yeah, there, right. Right, right, right by where I used to live. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but I've probably quintupled the amount of money spent at the one that's right by the house here in Kalamazoo and Portage. That's the problem one. That's just the. <laughs> Uh, and now they're opening one of our banks pretty much right next door. So if you're ever in a pinch, nice. Just the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, oof. it's a, it's a problem. It's a delicious problem, but it's a problem nonetheless. <laughs> so uh, if we didn't mention before, which I'm sure we did, uh, Ken graduated from Waverly, which we haven't visited the topic of Waverly high school in 30 episodes or so. Uh, Ken uh, being a youngin. Uh, graduated a while after us and Ken and I got talking a week or two back about 
what it's like to go home. Now, here's the question for you. Uh, you go probably more often than us. Are you going on a daily basis to get the bread? So- I, I was. Um, okay. <laughs> so, back, so back when it was just uh, a couple stores here, yeah, I talk, you know, I talk about working nine to nine uh, every day. So some of those days, about three days a week, I'd get up at three o'clock in the morning, get in my car, drive an hour, you know, I, well, you guys know how long it is to Lansing, hour 15, mm-hmm. uh, to Lansing, pick up bread, turn around and drive straight back to be back to the shop by, you know, seven, uh, 7.30 and then work until nine o'clock at night. So, um, yeah, now we, now we do enough volume that the bread comes to us, so. Nice. Which is not yes, very nice. So knowing that you were going up on the regular, uh, John probably goes up every couple months. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, and I, for a while there, the, uh, would go up. Uh, for a while there, I was going up every day. Then on a weekly basis, and now it's kind of hit and miss. And Lance, it's maybe once a year if if he's lucky. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about a truly old man topic and that's what happened to our town. Every time I go back, it's different. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, mainly I'd like to talk about the West side of Lansing. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about uh, I 69 over Saginaw when mm-hmm. we were growing up. Uh, when you went past there, you hit one of three things, Flowerland, yep. which I think yep. the building is still there. I don't I think so. I don't, uh... It's still there. It's no, the it's, bowling alley's still there. I don't think flower flower because Flowerland is where like Enterprise was and stuff is now, right? No right, idea. Right across the street from Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. the bowling alley's behind yes. that QD gas station now. Right. Then, yeah. So the, I think Flowerland's. But yeah, no, it was it was like Flowerland and the bowling alley, and yep. that's it. Yeah, because then Flowerland became Frank's Nursery yes, and yep. Craft back in yeah. the day. The big deal for us is when you went past the bowling alley, you hit up Sunday and Chevrolet, and then you were in Grand Ledge. I mean, you right. were driving all the way out. Uh, I think the big thing when we were growing up, and check me on this, Moody, Lance, I'm not sure. I think the big deal was when when Quality Dairy Downtown Lansing uh, would always run their, their cider mill downtown mm-hmm. right on the Washington Avenue one. Um, the idea was that they bought what ended up was, I think it was All-Star, bowling lanes i think that was the name of the bowling alley there and then they built a qd in the parking lot of the bowling alley and the thought was that they were going to take their downtown manufacturing all the where they uh, bottled their milk and their cider and baked their donuts and everything that was right downtown there on Mm -hmm. washington gut the bowling alley and turn that into its new the new like regional quality dairy distribution center that I don't think ever happened, but I think they still own the bowling alley. And I think the bowling alley is sitting dormant, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, probably. Um, but oh. everything else, I it blows me away what's been built up over there. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's just all, it all just, go, I mean, it's just the nature of things, I guess, to just go, you know, just sprawl out. Right. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, the west side of town is crazy. It's, and... It's interesting just because, you know, when when 08 hit and uh, I always tell people in Lansing, like it, you are in, in Kalamazoo, you know, you used to like stand in the football field at Sexton and there was that uh, that plant right there and there were plant GM plants all the way down, all the way oh, to Willow. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you can stand in the football field of Sexton and see Willow. You know what I mean? If you're up high yep. enough, right? 
Yep. I mean, it's just, they just cleared everything out there and uh, man, that just, just got it. You know, it, ch- it changed the game. Um, especially for my dad, you know, uh, for his story, just totally had to reevaluate, you know, his target market and, and, and how that business ran. So, um, hmm. Where did yeah. you uh, Where did you grow up in, in the Waverly area? I mean, you don't have to divulge the exact location. Yeah, um, right. Uh, I grew up uh, between uh, St. Joe and Michigan, just uh, just west of uh, Waverly Road. So, so you're near me. That's yeah, pretty uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so I was, um, yeah, like you know, Dibble, the road Dibble. I know it very well. Yeah, kind of by de- a couple streets over from Devil. So yeah, and I uh, lived off St. Joe and Snow, maybe a mile down. Yep. Uh, and we used to used to work at Arby's back in the day, so we used to cut down Devil when I drive to work back in the day. Oh yeah, Arby, man, that was the that was our jam at lunch for in high school, dollar beef and cheddars or whatever. We would yeah. always hit up uh, Hot and Now. Yeah, that was gone. I think by the time I uh, hit high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was gone shortly after we left. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. I mean, I feel bad for them, but that's probably a good thing that that's gone. Because holy crap, what a! I mean, bomb. I still didn't realize until the longest time that that franchise was actually founded in Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah, and the the last one of the last operating it's ones it's was actually in Bay City. Uh, now it's in Sturgis yeah. still. I think that is the only one. I yeah. think that's it. Uh, but for the longest time, uh, there was one in Bay City right off the highway that was always jamming when I drove past it. Always jamming. Um, no more. It is It is no longer a, a thing. So, Unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, iconic good. building. Good yeah, now they're all just Twister's ice creams. Yeah. Or, or, uh, or, or somebody. Well, now I'm going to have to look while I'm thinking about it. The, the one in Bay City turned into, like, like a, a fancy, like gourmet takeout burger place, like a, uh, like, like a Bobby Flay, <laughs> kinda. I mean, it wasn't actually yeah. Bobby's Burger Palace. <laughs> I'm talking about Vegas here. Mm, um, baby. Oh man, did you guys? So Ken, you just came back from Vegas. Did you eat at any of the Bobby Flay places? Um, no, but I have eaten at the. I didn't eat at Mesa Grill, but I've eaten at uh, Bobby's Burger Palace before. Yeah. Um, yeah, we. I'll tell you, we sat in a sport book for about just four days straight. We didn't really leave uh, too much. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, yeah. Just so the highs and lows. The uh, the uh, hot now in Bay City turned into a place called Burger Eighty One. Hmm. Uh, um, I've never eaten there. I've driven past there a few times, and it's usually pretty well, busy. Next time up there, so, you need to do it and report back. I'll be up there uh, on Thanksgiving. There you go. Um, yeah, that'd be kind of a neat, uh, neat episode. Uh, burgers. There's a guy that does that. My thing is I, that kind of location, a small burger joint, I think is where you, I'm not a fan, but I think that's where you get an actual olive burger. Right. So you're, I mean, um, Oh, well, you go to Nip and Sip and Lansing. They, they got olive burgers there. I see. We always went for the onion rings to Nip and Sip. Yeah. Onion rings and uh, onion rings and ice cold uh, root beer. Root beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're making me think of a. Oh God, <laughs> now I'm gonna have to do some research. There's a restaurant that used to be on the south side of Lansing that used to have a. Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of this. 
an ice cream sundae that was served in a coffee mug, but at the bottom of the coffee mug was a donut. Hmm. Is this ringing any bell? Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't that? Um, wasn't that the? Uh, oh, no, that was country uh, parlor. Yeah, country parlor. It wasn't no, country no, parlor. It was. It was John's, Mister or Mister? No, Uncle John's. No. Uh, you're, Some, you're country John's. Country. Like that. Yes, I think that was it. No, because there's still one in Mount Pleasant, or there was. I don't know if there still is, but um, it's John's Country Burger. That's what it was. Country Burger, yep, yep. Oh, my God. Wasn't it on, like, Penn or something like that? Yeah, yeah. No, it was right on, uh, uh, wasn't it Cedar Street? They're all the same to me. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because it was right right past where where, uh, Karen and I used to live, right there on uh, Cedar Street. You had to order with a telephone. Yep. Yes. 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 Yep, it was on John's Country Burger. Oh, let's go. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah, I'm looking it up. It's totally closed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was uh, one in Mount Pleasant. I don't know if it's still there or not. Yeah, I feel like Mount Pleasant's also changed. Whenever the casino went in, that whole area changed quite a bit too. Yeah, I really are still there. I think. Yeah, I think it, it is. It was there in 2007. That was the last time I think I was in Mount Pleasant willingly. So. Well, when was your bachelor party, Lance? That's <laughs> 97. I feel like that's the last time I spent, aside from helping my wife's brother move. Uh, I think that's the most extended time I spent in. In in Mount Pleasant, yeah. Who wants to go to Mount Pleasant? And I only remember well, some of that. To the weekend. Google, um, it looks like it opens tomorrow at eleven a.m. In what does in uh, John's Country Burgers in Mount Pleasant? Nice. So you're telling me we're playing hooky tomorrow and we're going to? Mount I mean, I'm Pleasant. I'm halfway there already. So yeah, you you could go and just drive back. I'll meet you halfway. Okay, stop. <laughs> but do they uh, have? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be enjoying tomorrow in shorts and a t-shirt. So shut up, Lance. <laughs> anyway, Lance. Here's the question: Do they they still have it? The donut Sunday, a hot, fresh fried donut with ice cream and hot fudge. Um, yeah, wow. and it, except I don't think they charged four and a half bucks for it back in the day. <laughs> But if you're going to talk about iconic Lansing places, uh, so if we all remember the country parlor, um, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty serious place too. Did you was that open when you were a kid, Ken? Yeah, Did yeah, I ate the there. I remember. Parlor? I'd only eaten there. I only ate there a couple times, but I distinctly remember getting that donut Sunday with my dad. So, yeah, yeah. The country parlor, I knew. I remember it for two things. One, they used to have an actual cream puff Sunday. Uh, and then they had the what was it? The land, it had like twenty one scoops yeah, of ice cream. Yeah. It was just like a ridiculous like feed trough of of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what it uh... sounds about yeah. right. Oh god, why did that place ever close? Oh, it's ice cream and I like to. My answer to that question is always the bank ran out of room for all the money they were making. <laughs> right, that's it. I mean, so you got to close it up. That's my smart ass answer. <laughs> well, I mean, there's two ice cream places that you'll forever miss in the Lansing area. That's one of them. The other one's melting moment. Oh, yeah. Too soon, Jason. That's and yeah. can you can you can you hook that up in Kalamazoo? Can you just score the because uh, I think they still make them for like Michigan State basketball games, the chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwiches. Um, or connect with the MSU Dairy Store. There's got to be some kind of connection you got. You got all these other uh, Michigan-based things on your menu. I mean, I mean, you were one of the hard places that you could still find better-made chips for a while there. Um, 
Uh, yeah, the, we we switch now. I noticed. I noticed. I, I there. <laughs> it's one of those things that you cannot make everyone happy any like ever. Right. right? Would you? Right. Would you have switch to Ken? Uh, they're called oh, yeah, Great yeah. Lakes chips. They're out of yeah. uh, Traverse City. Oh, right. Yeah, they're a great chip. They're a ama- They're awesome. I love them. But uh, yeah, you can't. Uh, you know, it doesn't. If we switched back now, you know, half the people would complain and half the people would be elated, and you know. So no, I think what what you need to find is Town Club Pop. Uh, we have it at our Down River nice. store. What? Yep. Yeah, what? the Honolulu nice. Blue. Where do, um, where do they bottle it still? They bottle it in Detroit? Oh, they make it, yeah. believe. <coughs> so I I inadvertently met a guy um, who, who actually runs, you know, yeah. Kid Rock's yeah. beer? Yeah, bad, Badass Beer, yeah. yeah. He he's, he's like the head of American Badass Beer. Like him and Kid Rock are like on a, you know, they text, you know, they're like, they have meetings and stuff, right? They know each other really well. Anyways, nice. um, met that guy and I was talking to him for a while about trying to get it in Kalamazoo because I, I had this Honolulu blue soda or whatever, uh, the town club stuff, and uh, I had it at my dad's store in Detroit one day. And I said, I got to have this stuff in Kalamazoo. But it ended up not being feasible. It, I would have had to have, like, driven to the factory and picked it up myself, and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't going to work out. But, uh, man, I wish. I wish I could get a distributor over here. That'd be great. I just... I didn't know it was so. It is made in Detroit. I always thought so there was another place in Lansing. There was a town club store. Do you guys remember this one? Yeah, it was over near where uh, Lansing Video used to be. Yeah, and it yeah. was a super long white, like deep long white building. I remember, yeah. and you'd walk in, and there'd just be cases and cases and cases of you name it. I mean, there was orange and peach and grape and 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 vanilla cream and, and melon actually i think it was on the corner of saginaw and kreutz road I I, think. it wasn't west side it was definitely south it was like penn or cedar to my memory um but they had things like grapefruit uh. they had chocolate they had chocolate popped yeah i just um i mean it was basically an even cheaper version of fago that went flat as soon as you looked at it <laughs> like immediately flat but i just remember you know now that makes sense my grandparents who lived in the Royal Oak area always had eight or nine cases of that stuff in the garage. And as kids, we would just run out there and just grab whatever flavor you want because they basically had all of them. And you'd bring the empty bottles back and trade out bottles and cases and just kind of do it all over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Remember. Yeah. Like glass milk bottles. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Ken. I can work. I mean, I can get a. If you want a case of something, you let me know. I will. Uh, I'll make that happen for you. Field trip. I feel like. Field trip. I feel like we would. Moody, you'd partake. Would you partake? <laughs> so, Ken, if you listen to other episodes, do you know about our IBC root beer obsession? Obsession. Do you I know don't know about, about the uh, the root beer obsession, but I did. I have listened to a couple other episodes. It's good yeah. Stuff. So, our our group is affectionately known as the IBC Posse, and it's because of our high school <laughs> days of not partaking in uh, beer and stuff like that, but we would had found and became very accustomed to consuming IBC root beer, um, which for a little while there was difficult to find. Moody ends up finding it quite often for us. It's it's I think it's still in Myers and stuff like that, yeah. but uh, um, this would be a little bit more Holy Grail-ish if you're able to score a town club. It's like when, um, oh, what just came back? They just brought back um, New York Seltzer. Not Sanka. New York Seltzer came back and clearly yeah. Canadian 
I was going to say Zima, but yeah, those work too. Yeah. I, was I still have never had a Zima. Well, yeah. Me neither. Is there... I'm not missing anything. When you say they're supposed to put it right next to the uh, uh, the Jolly Ranchers, is that that the uh, the Everline I mean, that's joke? Like, that's that's kind of like solid. the only way to make Lacroix decent is put vodka in it. <laughs> Lacroix, Lacroix. We drink a lot of that at work. A lot of Lacroix. Um, Ken, if it wasn't a sub shop, what do you, what would you find yourself doing? What um, what other things kind of tickle your fancy? What interests you? I found a uh, an interest in, in real estate. I I find that very interesting. I'd probably be probably something you know probably something service oriented. Uh, I really I really do love customer service and and uh, you know everything that goes with that. I love building that relationship with the customer, and that's why I kind of as as I've the business has grown, I've kind of transitioned out of that standing behind the counter all day. Uh, talking with people and that's that's definitely one of the things i miss so yeah i would i would definitely say you know i'd probably gravitate to like real estate in some aspect you know whether that's real estate agent or owning and developing or you know something along those lines i always thought that i mean knowing as a customer i would be a difficult person to deal with because i'd have so many questions yeah it's difficult being your friend (laughs) thanks thanks john checks in the mail right Checks in the mail. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Ken, uh, as we're, we're kind of getting close to time because the time goes fast when we're doing Yeah, it something. does fly. I didn't think we'd be able to. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to run out of stuff after 10 minutes. And, no, uh, it never happens. Easy. It never happens. Um, teach us, in your opinion, the, the uh, required items you need to build a gourmet sandwich at home. Now I know everybody's tastes are different and I know you run a business building subs, but if you're sitting at home and you've got endless uh, ingredient supplies available to you, uh, how are you building your sandwich? I actually want to ask this of everybody because I'm kind of weirded out and curious of what Lance is going to say with this. Why? But we'll start with you since you're the ring. I don't know. Cause you're a freak. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little bit more exotic with your food choices than I normally would be. Let's go right. with that. Um, but Ken, where, where do you start? What are you building? If you're at home building your, your ultimate sandwich, I would say, uh, I mean, obviously you gotta, <clears throat> excuse me, have, uh, you know, quality meat and, and whatnot, but really the bread is in my opinion, um, the, the thing that you gotta have, right. Um, if they're, that's the stage, and you can't have a play without a stage. Uh, so, yeah, no, I you just got to make sure it's a, a really good quality bread. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, quality meats, obviously. And then, um, man, I just do – I love cheese. So, you know, the more the merrier when it comes with cheese. Um, obviously, uh, like uh, oil vinegar blend. Um I grew up eating the Italian style subs. So for me, it's, it's the oil vinegar blend with the salt and the spices, lettuce, tomato, extra onions. So yeah, that, that'd be what I have. So, uh, no, uh, no semi-traditional condiments of the, uh, mayo or mustard or anything like that. <clears throat> I mean, if I'm making a, excuse me, <clears throat> if I'm making a, uh, if I'm making, man, I don't know. See, cause, in the summer, I just get down with provolone cheese, r- real thick cut tomatoes, a ton of salt and pepper, and mayonnaise. You know, that's like my summer sandwich right there. Nice. Um, no kidding. Okay. 
Yeah, I love that. But no, if I'm if I'm doing like a, a like a sub or Italian style, that's yeah, I steer clear of the mayonnaise. Gotcha. Yeah, Moody, which direction are you going? I mean, man? I, I, I'm a, I'm a big cheese person as well. I mean, I do, I do have mm-hmm. provolone in my house as we speak, but I mean, I also, uh, <laughs> I've also taken an affinity to Gouda lately. Oh yeah, smoked like the smoke. Uh, I think so. And then um, yeah. I've got some Munster I'll keep around because I find if you put it in a uh, grilled cheese, that stuff melts like magic. Mm. Mm. So, but yeah, uh, echo anything else, you know, I, and the thing is, I think I've usually haven't thought that much about the bread, but now I'm going to have to think about that again the next time I go to Meyer and rethink that part. Because I'm usually just grabbing the Aunt Millie stuff being like, oh, yeah, it's just bread. But I was like, no, mate, no, nope. Ken brings a good point. If they got a uh, next time you go to Meyer, if if you uh, if you plan on eating it the same day they got this bread, um, are you in the Kalamazoo area or Portage or Kalamazoo? Yeah. Okay, right in the bread site. It's in the middle. It's on this cart. It's called like Ace Bakery or something okay. like that. Uh, it's in like a white paper bag, and it's you got to slice it yourself. But man, that is uh, and there's no preservatives in it. So okay, I mean, so it's, it's it's good that day. The next day, don't don't even worry about. It. Don't okay, eat it. Gotcha. Like, uh, but that day off, yeah, that's the stuff to, I've been eating the crap out of that stuff. Just butter and salt on it. Oh, so good. See, I always wonder, I always like the crusty bread with the soft center. Actually, uh, Aldi makes a really interesting round loaf of bread that's sliced up where if you cut those slices in half, they make a hell of a, hell of a grilled cheese. Cause the outside's a little bit crusty, but the center holds up enough that you can, you can get those real melty cheeses on there. So nice. Cool. Uh, Lance, well, what are you going with? You know, whenever I'm at, at a restaurant or something, you know, one of my go-to sandwiches is a just a standard club sandwich. But um, so my kind of go-to protein is you know turkey. Um, you know, I love turkey sandwiches and any you know even yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to <laughs> looking forward to this weekend is you know having <laughs> uh, you know some good turkey right. sandwiches. But right. uh, yeah, turkey, nice thick cut turkey or even you know thinly sliced kind of deli turkey but um provolone is my go-to cheese as well uh, I, I love a a cheese a turkey and provolone cheese sandwich but um the the, the thing that i have really garnered a, a really big passion for and a um, strong taste for is uh avocados um uh, having sliced avocado on my uh, mm-hmm. pretty much any sandwich i can uh, is uh is, is great but um, I've also made, uh, you know, made homemade, um, egg salad out of, uh, eggs, uh, eggs and, um, mashed avocados. And, uh, that's a, hmm. that's a fantastic, instead of, instead of like yogurt or, um, mayonnaise, the, uh, if you just smash up two eggs and then, you know, one whole avocado that is like, makes the, the best sandwich, uh, you know, the best salad. Uh, egg salad and you know extremely healthy for you and uh you know because you don't have any of that fat from the um, from the mayonnaise but you got the you got the good fat from the avocados so it's it's fantastic so if i you know my my made sandwich is that or is you know is a turkey kind of a turkey club with uh with provolone and avocados but um also a nice mean egg salad with uh, eggs eggs and uh, avocados all right now yeah. i'm hungry yeah i'm trying that next time 
Yeah, I, I, I've, I've grown. I agree, Lance. I have grown to like avocados. When I lived out in California, I was like, "What is this disgusting, slimy thing that's being put on all my sandwiches?" But now it's like, um, yeah, we'll we'll even dice it up in salad. I mean, it's just it's oh yeah, it's, salad. Put it on you know scrambled eggs and you know yeah we we did the uh, millennial avocado toast thing. Which honestly, if you haven't done that, uh, wheat bread, smashed avocado, fried egg, Frank's hot sauce. Uh, you can thank me later. It's funny you get uh, Bombshell Beer's got a um, millennial uh, avocado toast beer right now. I saw that. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Uh, we get you have to hold those back. So if we get down there, we can all try them. I mean, Moody and I are going to be wrecked for like three days. You can line up like we need fifty beers. Line them all up. Here we go. Yeah. But uh, well, gentlemen, we're we're kind of at time. So I I want to first of all thank. Ken, our guest. Ken, thanks so much for, for coming on the episode today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, and of course, to, to John and Lance, appreciate your time as well, Absolutely. gentlemen. Uh, we we are coming into the Thanksgiving holiday. So if you do or even if you don't celebrate, I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend upcoming. And uh, if you get an opportunity to hang with family. And, uh, hey, if you're in the Lansing area, the Kalamazoo area, or even downriver Detroit, or Battle Creek. Get grab some Town Club, but uh, use it to wash down some Jersey Giant subs. Oh, be, uh, it. Totally worth it. Now I really want Town Club. So, <laughs> guys, if I don't if I don't talk to you, I'll, I'll catch you in the next one. All right, All see right. ya. Thanks, man. Yeah.